0: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to worship today. A special welcome to those who are joining us online or on the phone. We're, we're very glad that you are here. Uh, I invite you to take a look at the announcements that are printed in your bulletin. There are a lot of uh, ones to be aware of. I'll just point out a few that are coming up. Um, uh, First of all, if you're interested, there's a documentary discussion of the documentary Native Nations in honor of uh, Native American Heritage Month. Um, uh, If you're interested in that, talk to me because I'll be sure to get you the link in how to participate. Uh, The idea is that you watch the documentary in advance of Tuesday and then you come to the discussion on Tuesday night. So talk to me if you're interested in uh, that documentary discussion. Also coming up soon, we have um, Old Bufana, which is a holiday musical that takes place uh, rehearses here at Trinity and they will do a performance for us every time they do that. Um, and so that will be on Wednesday, December 8th at 6 p.m. Uh, this year, so please mark your calendars for that and help us spread the word about Old Bufana. And something uh, we're, we're uh, uh, trying this year. Something that we're looking forward to is we're having a lesson in lefse making on December 12th after worship uh, downstairs in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, Joel Helverson and Ann Spilde is helping us with that too. Uh, so if you are interested in learning how to make lefse or if you know how to make lefse, you want to share your expertise, and maybe make some lefse for your holiday gathering, you can join us downstairs um, on December 12th after worship. Are there any other announcements we should make today? Did want to say, uh, I feel like I've said this too often recently. We're trying to pray our way through the news, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm sure many of us have been thinking about the community of Waukesha this week, and uh, we'll be including them in our prayers. Uh, if there are no other announcements, we'll begin with our prelude music uh, to center ourselves for worship. Please stand as you are able and face the baptismal font. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who alone does wonders, who lifts up the lowly, who fills the hungry with good things. Amen. Let us confess our sin, trusting in the tender mercy of our God. God for whom we wait. In the presence of one another, we confess our sin before you. We fail in believing that your good news is for us. We falter in our call to tend your creation. We find our sense of self in material wealth. We fear those different from ourselves. We forget that we are your children and turn away from your love. Forgive us, blessed one, and assure us again of your saving grace. Amen. God in Christ Jesus has looked with favor upon you. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, your sins are forgiven. You are children of the Most High, inheritors of the eternal promise, and recipients of divine mercy. God strengthens you anew to follow the way of peace. Amen. Let us pray. Stir up your power, Lord Christ, and come. By your merciful protection, awaken us to the threatening dangers of our sins, and redeem us for your life of justice. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. And we'll light today our first candle on our Advent wreath. Blessed are you, God of Jacob, for you promised to transform weapons of war into implements of planting and harvest and teach us your way of peace. You promise that our night of sin is far gone and that your day of salvation is dawning. As we light the first candle on this wreath, wake us from sleep, wrap us in your light, empower us to live honorably, and guide us along your path of peace. O house of Jacob, come. Let us walk in the light of the Lord. Amen.
1: The first reading is from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live safely And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Word of God, word of light. The second, reading is, the second reading is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy that we feel before our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that you will see your face to face and restore whatever is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct you on your way. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, just as we abound in love for you. And may he so strengthen your hearts in holiness that you may be blameless before God and the Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Word of God, word of life.
0: the holy gospel according to luke the 21st chapter Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus said there will be signs in the sun the moon and the stars and on the earth distress among nations confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves people will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world for the powers of the heavens will be shaken Then they will see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life And that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap, for it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you friends and welcome to Advent. Uh, this This Sunday begins our new liturgical year in our church calendar. The past year we've been focused on Mark's Gospel and this year we are shifting our attention to Luke's version of the story of Jesus. Advent is a season of preparation, of hope, of anticipation and waiting. We prepare ourselves for the coming of Christ in the story of Christmas, but we also prepare ourselves for the return of Christ and for the sacramental presence of Christ in this moment. One way I've heard this described is that we prepare ourselves for the coming of Christ in history, mystery, and majesty. We're perhaps most familiar with this in terms of Christ's coming in history in the story of Christmas. But Christ also comes in mystery here, now, today, in word, in meal, and in Christian community. And we anticipate the return of Christ in majesty soon and very soon. All this is what Advent means, but you'll notice that our gospel reading for today focuses primarily on the return of Christ in majesty. We have yet another apocalyptic text before us, this time in Luke chapter 21. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, Jesus says, and on the earth distress among nations. People will faint from fear and foreboding. It all sounds rather ominous. Then the Son of Man will be seen coming in a cloud, and remember that in the Old Testament, as the people of Israel wandered in the wilderness The divine presence also descended in a cloud so this is a rich image of god's glory coming to reside with us and to save us the first sunday in advent is often centered around hope and the first candle in our advent wreath is sometimes called the hope candle but perhaps hope sounds kind of odd paired with this threatening text from luke 21. Apocalyptic texts sometimes sound more fearful and strange than hopeful, especially to our ears. Luke 21 describes distress, fear, and foreboding. A little bit much for the Sunday after Thanksgiving when we're still getting over our Thanksgiving meal, right? (laughs) But hope is the driver behind apocalyptic thinking. It is hope hidden behind catastrophe the curtain pulled back on history, which is comforting to those who are hopeless. In a way, it makes our hope more realistic because it is a faith and a hope that looks at the most brutal parts of our reality and hopes against hope. After all, we don't need to be reminded, but earlier this week, we heard the news out of Waukesha We heard of those who died or were injured by the car ramming through the Christmas parade. It's impossible to imagine the grief. It's hard to make sense of something like that. And now at the end of the week, we are hearing foreboding news about a new variant of COVID-19. And this isn't to mention the larger and ongoing stories of racially motivated violence and the roaring climate chaos this isn't to mention our own personal and family catastrophes that we carry with us wherever we go we need a faith that's honest about those realities our text for today raise the question of hope when the world starts to fall apart where will we turn where do we find our hope or better yet in what or in whom do we place our hope I'm reminded of a scene from The Two Towers. Perhaps you've seen that movie. It's the second movie in The Lord of the Rings trilogy. And it's not too much of a spoiler to say that this film is, one of the most, is the most hopeless of the three. By this time in the story, if you're not familiar with it, the original Fellowship has collapsed and split up. Some of the characters have faced a brutal siege. Others were lost or captured or killed. The main character Frodo and his friend Sam seem to be on a long and impossible quest to take the ring into Mordor, the heart of darkness. Meanwhile, evil in the land seems almost powerful and ever-growing. In the midst of this, Sam and Frodo, those two hobbits, have an exchange where Frodo simply says he can't do it, he can't go on. And Sam responds... I know it's all wrong. By rights, we shouldn't even be here, but we are. It's like in the great stories, Mr. Frodo, the ones that really mattered, full of darkness and danger they were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end, because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad had already happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing this shadow even darkness must pass a new day will come and when the sun shines it will shine out the clearer those were the stories that stayed with you mr frodo that meant something even if you were too small to understand why but i think i do understand i know now folk in those stories had lots of chances of turning back only they didn't because they were holding on to something. What are we holding on to, Sam? said Frodo. That there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. This is an Advent scene. Like Frodo and Sam, we are caught up in a story that is so much larger than ourselves. It's a story that can be murky and is at times full of darkness and danger. Often it's hard to know how our story or the story of the universe could possibly end up happy. But in the end, we have to believe that it's only a passing thing, this shadow. A new day will come, and when the sun comes, it will shine out the clearer. This is in many ways what Luke's apocalypse is saying to his audience. There will be distress and fear and foreboding, but there is hope in the Lord. One of the gospel sentences I see in this text is when Jesus says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. You know, for us, words are fleeting. They're ephemeral. We say that talk is cheap, that sticks and stones might hurt my bones, but words, they'll never hurt me. If we want something to matter, we put it in writing or chisel it in stone. A written agreement is seen as stronger than a verbal one. But Jesus says, "Words are the one thing that will last. My words will not pass away. When stone has been torn from stone, stone from his, when stone has been torn from stone, his words will endure." And that's the odd thing about us Christians: we base our hope on the promises of God, on the word of God. It's like in that old story about Father Abraham when god gave him a verbal promise of land and blessing and descendants abraham uprooted his whole life and went based on a promise on words because abraham saw that god's words carried more weight than everything else so what are we holding on to today like sam we are holding on to hope that there's some good in the world and for us that good has a name That good has a voice. We are holding on to the words of Jesus. My words will not pass away, Jesus says. And to put this another way, Jesus gets the last words on us. And that is good news for you, my dear siblings. When the world looks like it's about to fall apart on a personal or global level, Jesus reminds us, I get the last word here. I get the last word on you, and you are my beloved child. I get the last word, and a new day will come. I get the last word, and the sun will shine. But I do want to clarify that this Christian hope that we are invited into in Advent is not just a passive thing, which the rest of our gospel lesson makes clear. Be on guard, Jesus says. Be alert at all times and pray for strength. Jesus gets the last word with or without us, but God is also calling on us to participate in that hope, to anticipate God's action. The commentator Rob McCoy had a good analogy for this. He likened it to preparing dinner for his two boys. Sometimes when he's making dinner, they get a little impatient or they get a little hungry and if they are particularly hungry they hang around the kitchen and they uh, pester or whine or whatever you want to say <laughs> and at that point they have a choice As his example they can either help or hinder getting the dinner getting done they can help by pitching in or at least not not getting in the way and slowing things down and they can uh, hinder by interrupting or distracting Dad is going to finish dinner one way or the other, but the boys can participate or not. It's not a perfect analogy, but it helps us to visualize that the kingdom of God is coming with or without us. Jesus gets the last word with or without our participation. But Jesus in this text invites us to actively wait and pray and act in anticipation. The journalist Rebecca Solnit once wrote, Hope is not a lottery ticket where you sit on the sofa and clutch feeling lucky. Hope is an axe used to break down doors in an emergency. Hope should shove you out the door because it will take everything you have to steer the future away from endless war, from the annihilation of Earth's treasures, and the grinding down of the poor and marginal. To hope is to give yourself to the future, And that commitment to the future is what makes the present inhabitable. Solonit wasn't writing from a Christian perspective, but I believe her words are especially true for Christian hope. The hope Christ gives us shoves us out the door to live the kingdom way now. The hope Christ gives us shoves us out the door to be light for others, salt for the earth. When we see tragedy and injustice in our world, and there is a long litany of that, our Christian hope doesn't send us to the sofa with our lottery ticket. Christian hope sends us with an axe to help, to break down the door if needed. To hope is to give ourselves to Christ's future, to God's dream, because Jesus gets the last word in this story. It makes Are present inhabitable, to know how the story ends. And so this Advent, let's be hopeful people because I think we can agree the world needs some hope and we need some hope too. Because we can hope in this, a new day will come because Jesus gets the last word. Amen.
2: God, you are our refuge and our strength, a very present help in time of trouble. We lift up the community of Waukesha this morning. We pray for those who were injured and killed. Do not let us fail in the face of these events. Uphold us with your love and give us the strength we need. Help us in our confusion and guide our actions. Heal the hurt, console the bereaved and afflicted. Hear us, O God. God of mighty redwoods and microscopic plants, fields and city parks, the wind and the waves, be a healing balm to our wounded planet. May we nurture what you have lovingly created. Hear us, O God.
3: Receive, great.
2: God of equity and compassion, bring righteousness and goodness to all people of the earth. Give a heart of discernment and integrity to leaders in our communities, especially our representatives on the local, state, and national levels. Hear us, O God.
3: God of comfort and care, be present with those who watch and wait. Come to all who await births, deaths, divorces, new unions, new jobs, retirement, healing, and life transitions of every kind. Especially Danaya, Galen, Lynn, Kristen, Bob, Sabrina, and Graham, and all those we name now aloud or in our hearts. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. God of promises, kept and new dreams awakened, shelter your people from destructive storms. We pray for those whose lives have been upended by natural disasters and for the work of Lutheran Disaster Response, Lutheran World Relief, and other relief organizations. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. God, a companionship and community, we give you thanks for the saints who journeyed with us and now abide in you. Even in distress and uncertainty, Make us confident that your promises endure forever. Hear us, O God.
0: Your mercy is great. God of new life, you come among us in the places we least expect. Receive these prayers and those of our hearts in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please take a moment to share a sign of peace with a wave or a peace sign with those around you. We won't be passing an offering plate today. Uh, you may be seated as you return to your seats. Um, we won't be passing an offering plate today, but there is an offering plate back by the baptismal font, where you can uh, uh, leave an offering when you come forward for communion or as you depart today. And we'll now hear our musical offering. Please stand as you are able. The Lord be with you. your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, almighty Creator, through Christ our Lord. You bid your people cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast. Renew our zeal in faith and life and bring us to the fullness of grace that belongs to the children of God. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. one the beginning and the end the giver of life blessed are you for the birth of creation blessed are you in the darkness and in the light blessed are you for your promise to your people blessed are you for the prophets hopes and dreams blessed are you for Mary's openness to your will blessed are you for your son Jesus the Word made flesh on the night in which he was betrayed our Lord Jesus took bread gave thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again after supper he took the cup, gave thanks and gave for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. With this bread and cup, we remember your word dwelling among us, full of grace and truth. We remember our new birth in his death and resurrection. We look with hope for his coming. Come, Lord Jesus. Holy God, we long for your spirit. Come among us. Bless this meal. May your word take flesh in us. Awaken your people. Fill us with your light bring the gift of peace on earth come, come, holy spirit. all praise and glory are yours holy one of israel word of god incarnate power of the most high one god now and forever gathered into one by the holy spirit let us pray as jesus taught us our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Please be seated as we share some instructions on communion. Commune today, you'll go to the side aisles and come forward where at the front there are these two side tables where there are empty cups. You will grab an empty cup, which you will bring to the railing. It will be filled with wine and you will receive bread. After you've uh, communed at the railing, you'll return down the center aisle and place your empty cup in this bowl by the center aisle. If you need or desire gluten-free or grape juice, those are also at these two side tables. Just pick them up and bring them To the railing. Uh, Just be mindful as you come forward of uh, six feet of social distance between those of you and your uh, outside with those and those outside of your household Uh, and as you stand at the railing as well just uh, space out a little bit. We're not gonna chase anyone with a measuring stick or anything like that but please just uh, respect uh, a little bit of distance between you and those of other households. Uh, We want friends, guests, and visitors to know that everyone is welcome to commune with us today. This is the Lord's table, not Trinity Lutheran's table, and the invitation comes from Christ. Come to Christ's banquet. Feast on God's gift of grace. Dan, this is the body of Christ given for you. Please stand as you are able. Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in God's grace. Amen.
4: Most high God, you have come among us at this table. By the Spirit's power, form us to be your bearers of your word sharing gifts of mercy and grace with all through Jesus Christ Jesus our host and our guest
0: The God of hope, fill us with all joy and peace in believing, so we may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, through Christ Jesus, for whom we wait.
4: Amen. Go in peace, Christ is near.